Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. The last rule, the fourth rule, go to the side. Let's spread out. Fourth, fourth rule, yeah. Go to the side, amen. Looks like all the members of this church, they didn't come to church. Amen. Every Wednesday, we have divisions. Amen. What a joy it is. Where's Pastor Hans? Wow. Are you excited to be here? God is a favor. Mama, it's good to see you. It's powerful. Amen. Turn to somebody and just give them a very nice smile. Where's Pastor Hans? Salam, come and sit down. Amen. Where's Pastor Hans and the wife? He just walked out, and Apostle Quams also walked out. Are they sharing some million dollars over there? Then we should all walk out and go and take it. What a joy. Hallelujah. Anyone has any testimony? Amen. We are continuing on our message. Amen. How to be what? A biblical church member last week we look at the time but today we want to do something slightly different before i express anything or i share anything from uh, from the bible with us amen apostle you have been relocated from here to here amen you get testimony give me a mic you have like five minutes, maybe two minutes or so. Give me a mic. Let her share a testimony quick. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, my, my document then was lost in my hand. I be looking for it. I can't find it. I look for it whole yesterday. I not find it. In the net now, we know we can be on prayer line. On some prayer line, we can be on prayer line. When we are on it now, then my heart tell me say you can't check in the Bible. Then I go open my bed. I check inside. I take a small bed for inside. When I go look inside, here my document. <laughs> It's a testimony. Yeah, they want when to... you lose your document, yes. then you know that it's not easy. It's not easy. It's but not God, easy. God bless good. me. I found it. I tell Jesus, thank you. And Amen. I tell you people, thank you for your prayer too. God bless you. Amen. Very powerful. Amen. Put your hands together. Can't you see right now she's walking majestically? 
Yeah, it used to be, it's, a, it's too powerful. Amen. It used to be like, you would have to have a walking stick and then every step is five minutes long. But God has been faithful. You see, when, as we continue, the Lord will help us. So briefly, like I said, we have been studying. Last week I said that today we are going to look at what? The enemies of unity. You remember? Do you remember who was here? Last week we said we're going to look at the enemies of unity. So today, before, we, before I say anything, we're going to break ourselves into three groups. Yeah, that's why. Where's Pastor Hans? He's in charge of this group. Amen. So just like it is this group, that group, you are in charge of the group. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that group, Pastor Hans, Pastor Hans is not here, so Apostle Kwamina, you are in charge of the group. Amen. So what we are going to do is that we are going to just group, you know, just separate ourselves. This group can move to the back. And then all of us will come out with five ways how we can preserve unity in the church. The things that you think about as the enemy of unity in the church. I'm not giving any Bible verses. We are going to go come out 15 minutes that's all we have come out list a point and then one of you when we come back will talk and have a discussion is that a good idea very powerful so let's split into our group 15 minutes the time is starting now so mr samoy you can take your group i believe that understanding be enlightened as we discuss lord these issues we pray that your spirit will lead us May things, O oh God, be clear to us, Lord. The spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. This is all we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So we saw that men would know that indeed we are Christians or we are the children of God. Not based on how beautiful or how well we sing or how well we play. But that there is love amongst us. And how we act towards one another. Can I have an amen? amen? How we act towards one another. And in many places, Ephesians chapter 1, 16 down, Paul was saying that when he heard of, you know, the faith, and then he heard of the saints about the faith and the love that they had, he ceased not to mention them. So the thing that moved him to pray for them and always ask the Lord to give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation was based on the fact that they had love one for another. Can I have an amen? Which means that love is the main component that you need in the church for a church to do well. Amen. Are you still here? Or you have gone home? You know, so we, we realize how that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the same Paul was talking about the different parts and the different giftings and everything has been placed in the church to work together as a whole. Amen. And then in the verse 13, that was the love, the love chapter, was expressing that love is the key component for the church to do well. It means that when somebody becomes a Christian, God or Christ, according to John 13, 35, tells us that it is important that what? Love will be seen amongst us, which means that we, we become a part of a church, we become a part of a Christian community, and then in that com Christian community, the only way men can know that truly we are the people of God is based on the fact that we have love one for another. Can I have an amen? 
And was talking about love, suffered long, love does not vaunt itself, love is not puffed up, and all those things. All those things we have looked at. And so last week we said that when we come back this week, God willing, we are going to look at what? The enemies of what? Unity. Because we started talking about unity. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. Put it up for us. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. It says that, and above all these things, put on what? Charity, which is love. Which is what? The bond of what? Perfectness. Hallelujah. So Paul was concluding and he says that above all things, above everything else that we can think about, he said what? We should what? Put on love. Amen. I should have love for you. You should have love for me. Amen. But you see, one of the things that the enemy is not happy about is when the people of God are united. Amen. So there are certain things that he will bring up to actually try to take away that unity that exists among the body of Christ. And so that is why we broke into the groups and we want to come up with strategies and ways or, you know, ways you know, or the enemies of what? Unity. So we are going to give mics to the individual group. Which one is group one? You, hey, you want to say us? Yeah, us. Okay. Mini, mini, money, more. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So tell us, we said five enemies. Uh, we, should, we should write them down. We are, we are building a church, right? We look at five enemies mm-hmm. of unity mm-hmm. and we had many but we shall we will mention only five <laughs> they had because many we had but they will mention only five yes yeah one of them was miscommunication miscommunication, miscommunication. so number one said what miscommunication is the word one enemy of what Unity. Uh, unity. So, how does miscommunication? Uh, example was um, when they were building the Tower of Babylon. Mm-hmm. The people had one language, but it came to a point where they could not understand each other. So, sometimes I may say something, especially we are from different cultures. The way I may put it, you may interpret it in a different way, or it may be that you are in a different mood. You see, your situation can cause you to misinterpret something. So that is an example. And we have power tussle. Okay, so number one is miscommunication. Yes. yes. And the second one is? Power tussle. Like, um, let's say you are in a group and you have a leader. And you believe that you know more than um, the leader does. So he says something and you are not ready to accept you want yours to uh, to reign something like that so it brings it can that alone can generate tension among the group that can generate tension among yes. the group okay and That's independent spirit spirit spiritus independent yeah mm-hmm. like How you have spirit? your own way of doing things and you don't want to conform to that of the group um and if we do that, it can bring division amongst okay. us. And we have pride. 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 It's a common word, so that's why we, we jump. What Amen. does that one to how does that one not ready to be humble? Not ready uh, to be humble. Uh, okay. wanting to 
always be at the top for people to listen to you or okay. abide by what you say. Amen. Amen. How many have we? Four. And we had he, a lot, but you are giving oh, us a few. Oh, okay. So Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. He did this okay. to me, and I I will make sure I pay him back with his own coin. Oh. I will never I will forgive today, but I will never forget. And it can. And partiality. Not <laughs> you are taking some people's meat out of their partiality, mouth. not treating everybody equally. equally. Okay. What was the first one? Um miscommunication. Miscommunication. Okay. All right, put your hands together for <laughs> Hallelujah. So miscommunication. Then you talked about spirit of independence, power struggle, uh, pride, unforgiveness, and then partiality. Okay, very powerful. Yeah, let's go to our group right here. Yeah, let's pass it. The two wanted to go first, so we'll pass it on. Go ahead, just pass, pass it on. Give it to um, Brother Dr. Tunde. looked at it from the very statement you said how to preserve unity in the church so uh, one of the first points that we look, came up with is um, creating an atmosphere of zo zero tolerance for gossiping zero tolerance, tolerance for, for gossiping. gossiping and by that would mean if somebody brings anything to you about somebody else just kill it right there don't even entertain it mm-hmm because if you, even if you listen to it, there's a, there's a possibility that you might go back and ruminate on it. Just kill it right there. Zero tolerance. Zero, 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 zero tolerance. So just as we gossip. have it in our places of work, zero tolerance for sexual harassment That's and all right. that, don't even let it be. Um, we also talk about communication, which is what they talked about. And um, have this understanding that nobody absolutely nobody is perfect so that way when you understand that nobody is perfect you be able to give room allowance you accommodate everybody for who they are and their individuality um piggybacking on that is leaving no room for assumption don't assume that this is what this person is this person's intention is you are not in their head you are not in their heart, so you cannot make assumption of what their action or reactions are. Um, we talked about being open-minded. Open-minded? By, by mm -hmm. just embracing new ideas, be innovative. There are, you know, my, one of my professors always said there are just so many ways of asking the same question. If you are going downtown, you could either go Bastown Road all the way or you go water scene and connect to 65, or you go water scene all the way and connect to 64, you will still end up in downtown, okay? So be open. Open-minded. You know, if you block your mind to, I'm just going on bus, and what if there's a wreck there and the road is blocked, <laughs> then you're stuck. Yes, right. So uh, we also look at creating an atmosphere, which is actually the very foundation. Creating and maintaining an atmosphere of love and finally, I just put this together. Respect for everyone, irrespective of status, 
age, gender, socioeconomic level, whatever you can think of, just respect everybody. Everybody have their own individual uniqueness, and there's something some everybody brings to the table. You know, we don't have it all. Nobody is a repertoire of, you know, of knowledge, of wisdom, or ideas. So and respect somebody's ideas, respect their opinion. Even if you don't, if you're not going to embrace it, respect them. Respect everybody's opinion. All right, amen. Put your hands together for them. So, zero tolerance, communication. Nobody is perfect, having it at the back of our mind that what is perfect and leave no room for assumption. So, assuming, making assumptions for people, be open minded, um, create and maintain an atmosphere of love and respect for one another. Okay, all right, yes. Mm -hmm. Ours we had five points, and uh, we discussed about we discussed about how to preserve unity in the church. Okay. Mm -hmm. And our first point was communicating about biblical commands that talk about unity. So, in the word of God that we know, that stresses unity. You should look at those things and then pursue them. And then number two was understanding our role in the church. That the role that each person plays in the church, we should understand it and embrace it and work and flow with it. Then to agree on our common goal. Our agreement. Common goal, yeah, agreement. And then respecting each other. So whatever... Our, uh, anything that any, anyone brings on the table, we should respect that. And then we have to visiting and caring for the need of each other. So these are the points that we talked about. Powerful. Amen. Put your hands together for them. Amen. So, God bless you. So we have three different groups. Amen. And when we look at everything that has been listed here, you know, one thing that keeps running across here is the, the fact that there should be communication, right? So I see communication, you know, I see respect, basically working in agreement, you know, everyone knowing their role and their responsibility in the church. Um, being open-minded, okay? We see like, you know, also another point that you added is what? Visiting people, you know, just making sure we are caring for the needs of the people that God has given to us. You know, so all in all, when you look at all these things, these are the things that actually, you know, the Bible was describing when, Paul listed all those things in what? First Corinthians chapter 13, telling us about how that love would take everybody. Love is not selfish. Love does not keep things to themselves. I mean, love, you know, it keeps on going on and on and on and on and on, explaining the basis of what ingredients and the things that we need 
to actually make the church going. I'm very glad. There are just a few things that I wrote down and, you know, some of the main things that I really want to talk to us about, you know, was number one was zero tolerance for what? Gossip, actually. Gossip and negative talk. Hallelujah. Gossip and what? Negative talk. Amen. What does it mean to gossip? What does, I mean, literal meaning from the dictionary, what is gossip? If you have a, a, an iPad or something, pull it up for us. What is gossip? Okay, so casual conversation, loose talk, or saying something about other people which has not been what? Confirmed. Okay, so sometimes something just loosely comes out of your mouth, which is not confirmed. There, there are no evidence of what you are saying, but you know, you go ahead and you say it anyway. Yes, who else has something else? What does your your dictionary or whatever you are looking at say? Is it the same? Talk socially without exchanging too much information. To gossip is to talk socially without exchanging too much information. Wag one's tongue, speak about others, and reveal secrets or intimacies. Okay. A report often malicious about the behavior of other people. Okay. All right. Any other? The, f the first one was a little bit... Read the first one again. Talk socially without exchanging too much information. And that's gossip. Yeah. All right. Like, okay, uh, synonyms are chew the fat, shoot the breeze, chat, um, chit-chat, chatter. So more or less like idle talk, loose talk. You just say the things, but you are not really giving facts. But you know, also other other um, places they say a rumor. You know, you pick up a rumor and you begin to run with the rumor. Like and like they were said that there is no facts; it's not been proven that that is true. Yes, sister. Mm -hmm. This one says gossip is idle talk or rumor, mm -hmm. especially about the personal or private affairs of others. Mm -hmm. The act is also known as dishing or Tackling. Dishing or what? Tackling. Tackling. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the things, the main things that, you know, they're just, I'll just talk about just two of them, which I believe that is one of the greatest enemies of unity in every church. And number one, like we are saying, is gossip. Okay. And we are saying here that gossip mainly is like you are using idle talk, you know, and... Um, or rumor, you know, or information about others which is unproven, somebody's personal or private matter is unproven, you just hear, it's like, you're casually talking to them, you say, oh, have you heard? As soon as somebody begins a conversation with like, have you heard? Tell them that, hey, 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 I've not heard anything. You keep what you have heard. I don't want to hear. That's what it is like. Zero tolerance for gossip. Amen. 
Because sometimes we naturally speak like they're loose talk, they're idle talk in the church. You know, just like a simple comment about something that happened in the service, which now is carried over. Or a simple comment, something that you just made, uh, said about somebody's dress, and the whole thing becomes something else. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? And right now, that social media even is, you know, at a certain level, it makes rumors go very far. There's a saying, say that fella no get leg, it be cable wire way it be carry up. <laughs> so, fella, rumor, it, it get no leg. You don't know how it is carried, but as soon as the thing comes, somebody hears it, somebody hears it. Sometimes you are there, somebody calls you from another state to tell you about what is going on in your own church. Hey! Who has experienced that thing before? That somebody calls and we're talking and so, oh, you know, oh, it happens a whole lot. A whole lot. They will call Sir Dorothy, MS Dorothy, and then they are talking. It's like they, they have a feeling that the person has already has already come to talk to her. And then they begin cha 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 cha. Then you realize that Asomoa. The cable wire has carried the information very far. Are you still here or you have gone home? Amen. So, go with me to Romans chapter 1. Let's read from Romans chapter 1 verse 29 to 31. The list of a lot of unrighteous act. It said, being filled with all unrighteousness fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, um, deceit, malignity, whispering. They say what? Backbiting, haters of God, um, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, um, disobedient um, to parents. You know, in another version, let's keep on without understanding. Okay. All right. In another version, it puts in the gossip, like backbiting, like false sayings, talking about. So these are all a list of unrighteous things. You understand? That Paul was talking about that, you know, God's anger came upon the people and then he released them because all these things were going on in the church. Hallelujah. And these things that are going on, one, one main one that we are talking about tonight is gossip. 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 How should the church deal with gossip? Brother Rotem, what do you think? How, would you, how should you deal with gossip? Just ignore. Hey. Mm-hmm. One thing he said that's really, you know, make me happy is that uh, he said it doesn't, uh, it doesn't change him against me. The love he has to me doesn't change. It still, it doesn't matter what the man have said. It doesn't change the love. So he still love me. So and he open, I mean, he said everything that the guy said to me. So to ignore, sister, I saw you raise your hands. You, you, you raise your hands because you have something to say. 
you can't say in front of the person. Yeah. So if someone comes to you to talk about someone, you can say, can you say this, what you're saying now in front of the person? If you can't, I think you should keep it to yourself. Hallelujah. So gossip is saying something about somebody which you cannot say in front of the person. When somebody comes to you, oh, Rev, you know this person, this person that says, okay, stand here, let me call the person. It's church. Let me call the person. If you begin to say, oh, small, we are small cave. <laughs> it's like, you know, ah, Rev, I'm just trying to give you a little bit of information and now you want to get everybody involved. Then you begin to see that this is a rumor. There is no basis. And like our sister is saying, to be able to, you know, say it in front of the person, that is what makes it that there is some truth in the thing. But if you cannot say it in front of the person, then it means that what you are saying, there is no evidence. It, it has not been proven. Hallelujah. Are you saying? So when there is gossip in the church, gossip has a way of weakening the church. Unity brings the church together, but gossip is, has a way of what? Weakening the church. When you go out there, you hear so many things about the church. You hear so many things about the pastor of the church. You hear so many things about the choir. You hear so many things about the people that are in the church. Can I have an amen? amen. You hear a lot. And these people, they are this way. They, they are this way. They think they are this. They think they are this. One time, I was fully accused that I have said that a group of people should not attend their, uh, their cultural event in the pulpit. And I was like, you can believe what you can say, but as to whether I have said, me, I don't know I have said. Hallelujah. So you would hear so many things that would create and generate what? Dislike for what is going on. Hallelujah. But the church of God must still be united. The church of God must still be able to stand together because the purpose of gossip is to weaken the church. Can I have an amen? The purpose of gossip is what? To actually what? To weaken the church. It is meant to cause the church to be broken. That you no longer have trust. Do you realize that one of the things that can easily happen, this person is your friend, like husband and wives. Let me take Dr. Tunde and the wife. Right. If Dr. Tunde is angry with you, he doesn't want to stand him. He cannot stand him. Based on their conversation, it may come to the point that he has dealings with this man, but the wife also ends up not liking him. It's a natural thing that happens. If you really ask the person that, what did he do? He will not know what exactly he did. And she doesn't know what he has done. But also death does not like the person. Hallelujah. Because a house that is divided among itself, Bible says that it will not stand. But when the house is united, the house stands together. That is where we will see the power of God. Can I have an amen? That's where we'll see the power of God. Unfortunately, we live in a country where people are fake. When they see, oh, then as soon as they turn around. Right? But one of the things that we are also saying here is that we must understand that the church is not full of perfect people. The church is not, we are all not perfect. 
So at a point in time, I may preach and say something that maybe you may not agree with it. But you must understand that everybody is not perfect. Can I have an amen? And so that's what's that we must we must like one of the points that we, we listed here, we must be open-minded. Be open-minded. You know how to do the thing this way, but at least consider this way. Can I have an amen? Because, like you're saying, there are so many ways that we can get to a destination as long as we all stay focused to the call and the purpose of God for the church. Are you still here or you have gone home? Are you still here? In James chapter 3 verse 6. Look at James chapter 3 and the verse 6. James chapter 3 from the verse 6. Hallelujah. It says what? And the tongue is what? A fire. A world of what? Iniquity. Then it explains. So is the tongue amongst our members, right? That it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the cause of what? Nature. And it is set on fire of hell. So what he's trying to say is that this tongue, eh, this tongue, the tongue can be able to destroy a nation. Don't underestimate what your tongue can do. You just felt that, oh, you were just saying something. What you don't know is that Satan has used you. The fire is from hell. Satan has used you to destroy something that you are building. And don't you see that nowadays the church? The very thing that you are building, Satan has used you to be the one that sets it on fire. That's why I'm saying that the thing is that the tongue is being put as part of the member of the body. You are part of the body. We can't just say that you go out of the body. You are part of the body. But you just have to watch what this tongue saith. Can I have an amen? Are you still here or you have gone home? Are you still here? So, how should we deal with gossip? Number one, don't be a source of gossip. How should we deal with gossip? You don't be a source of gossip. Can I have an amen? You don't be what? A source of gossip. Do not be the one that initiates something. A lot of time, what you say that, oh, all the people are saying, everybody is saying, Everybody is saying. You are saying the thing by yourself. But you are saying that everybody is saying. If we should bring everybody, you realize that you are alone. Can I have an amen? We are saying that there must be unity in the church. It doesn't mean that we must all agree at the same, all the time. We may have differences in opinion. But at the end of the day, Whatever God wants us to do is the line we must do. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. So what is the first way we must deal with gossip? Don't be what? A source. And if you are not sure that what you are about to say is gossip 
or it's a rumor, then keep it to yourself. Can I have an amen? If you are not sure, if as you are going to say that, you see, this person, you know, it, it looks like, nowadays, the way they dress, well, it looks like they have won the lottery or something. If you are not sure, then keep it to yourself. Be the only person that is thinking that way. Because less you will see that is on Facebook. Hey, we heard you have won the lottery. How much did you win? And then all that. This is how naturally human beings are. Can I have an amen? So number one, don't be a source of gossip. And when in doubt, you are not sure whether what you are about to say is what? A gossip or not. Then what? Keep it to yourself. That means that what? Keep your tongue under control. Keep your tongue under control. Remember what they say. You see that this tongue is able to what? To set fire. Is it what? And set it on fire the course of nature. What you are saying. You can, you can destroy the church. Do you know that, Jonas? Do you know that by the thing that you say, you can destroy the French church? <laughs> it can destroy La Glise, La Famille Kodesh. But we will not allow you. Hallelujah. Ask somebody sitting by you, are you a source of gossip? What did they say? Somebody saying that I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> because less my answer is a, a gossip on its own. Number two. Remember what I said? Zero tolerance for what? Gossip in the church. Zero tolerance for gossip. Zero. 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 The next way we can deal with this is that when somebody begins to tell you something, rebuke them. Rebuke them. Tell them I'm not interested in your gossip. Rebuke the gossiper. Yeah. Gently. Don't insult them. Don't say anything. Just rebuke them. Tell them you, it's you. You, you have come with your stories again. You just keep your own story. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because like you said, everything that you have said, if the person should come and you cannot say the same thing. Then you are becoming an agent that the devil is using to destroy the church. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Kindly say that you would rather not hear any gossip. And you would hope it would not continue to spread. Put an end to it. Be the person that stands in the way of gossip. That this thing that you are saying, it is not true. This thing that you are saying, it is not true. Hallelujah. Like our brother wrote to me, was saying, the person said that it's not going to change. Because sometimes when you know people, when you know the church, you know, there's so many things that when you go out there, you go and hear. And then you being a part of the church, you know how the church is. You cannot believe it. You cannot believe it. Hallelujah. You cannot believe it. Many a times, people will be, you know, people will make assumptions. They will assume for you, oh, this is what this person is thinking. This is what this person is doing. But we must be sensitive to what the Spirit of God is going to do amongst us. Hallelujah. 
So rebuke anyone who tries to bring up a gossip. Hallelujah. Amen. And then let us what? Walk in love. Look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and the verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 3 and the verse 10. 1 Peter 3. For he that would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue word from evil and his lips that word. They speak no word. Guile. Hallelujah. So, if you love life, you will not gossip. Because the Bible says the cassette is he that tears apart that which he builds himself. Can I have an amen? Do you know that you can be working in a place and then because you are not happy, you are the source of the gossip that destroys that company? How many of us have almost entered into those zones before? You are not happy about something. So when you, when you, when, when, when you, you rise up, you begin to spread rumor. You begin to spread rumor. Eh, they say this, and this person is doing this. Eh, this manager is sleeping with the ladies. Eh, then you are just spreading rumor that there's no truth in it. Because that's the nature of man. That is the nature of man. When you hurt a man and they are walking away, they want to destroy your life. That is why when people, one time Bishop was saying that, you know, we was talking, talking to one brother, and the brother was, I mean, the guy was so broke. They just say, ah, but why? Why are you so broke? He said, my first wife. That was his answer. Why are you so, he said, my first wife. Because when the first wife got angry and was leaving, made sure that the guy, they stripped him of everything, that he has nothing. That was his answer. My first wife. My first wife. He took everything away from me. How did we end up here? First wife. First wife. We have only first wife, first wife, first wife, first wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still here or you have gone home? He said that if you love life, if you love life, refrain your tongue from speaking loose words. Is that another version that will make it um, easier for us to understand those of us English is not our first language do you have it in another version is something coming did you find something or all of it say the same thing is that what for the one who wants to love life and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking what? Deceit. Hallelujah. If you want to love life, if you want to live good life and then have life, then this tongue, you must zip it. It's not everything that you must say. It's not everything that you must say. Can I have an amen? The second thing that we must fight against or the second enemy of unity is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. And it came up. Unforgiveness. Hallelujah. Unforgiveness. When unforgiveness, you see, 
God cannot use you in a certain way when there's unforgiveness in you. Can I have an amen? I was reading a book of a man that needed to be healed. Came to be prayed for several times. They prayed for him. Then whilst he went back home and he was praying, every time he closed his eyes wanted to pray, he would remember this man. Somebody who maltreated him and molested him, actually abused him when he was a child. Every time that he closed his eyes and tried to pray, then that, person's, that person will come. So at the point that he realized that the thing, no, it's not just, it's like God is trying to, you know, show him, God was trying to show him that, listen, as long as you hold this person in your heart, forget it. You are not getting anything from me. And one of the things that causes the church not to experience revival is unforgiveness. And they said this about me. This person said this about me. Hallelujah. Like I'm saying, if the word of God comes and he has nothing to say about your life, then it's not the word of God. Amen. How many of us have, are getting a different picture of what a gossip is? Because you have gossip that you never knew it was a gossip. Right? It's a different, different understanding altogether. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So, unforgiveness. So, this brother, then the Lord showed him. Then he, he began to ask God to forgive me for my sin. Immediately, he forgave that person. He got healed. Because God cannot move in a certain way when there is unforgiveness in the church. Can I have an amen? amen? Hallelujah. And Jesus Christ made it clear in Matthew chapter 6. Give us Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Look at it. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Look at it. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father would also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespass. If you forgive men, if there is no forgiveness, you may be here. It is so difficult for you to forgive a father, a certain father who did not take care of you, left you, and then ran away with another man, leaving you and your mom in a corner in a village. It is considered as high matters. Don't be fighting over that matters. It is beyond you. Just forgive. And your heavenly father would also forgive you. Hallelujah. I read a story by Papa Hagen also. There was another man like that who needed healing. And the Lord told him to forgive. He said, he does not deserve forgiveness. He does not deserve forgiveness. I think Bishop had also said that in one of his preaching. He said that the person does not deserve forgiveness. And the Lord said, forgive him. He said, he does not deserve forgiveness. Forgive him. He does not deserve forgiveness. Forgive him. Okay, I will. Immediately he said, okay, I will. His crooked mouth and everything, now he began to speak properly. Because what we want from God he will not be able to give to us because we are doing the same thing.
to others. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Are you still here or you have gone home? You are still here. Forgive. Tell somebody forgive. There's a reason why we have the term forgive in the church. Just in case you, you've forgotten, forgive. If you do something, say, hey, but you say, forgive, forgive, forgive. Like, you are reminding that, Charlie, forgiveness. As you forgive others, their trespasses. When your child does something and then say, hey, you come here and say, daddy, forgive. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you still here? Forgiveness. Unity in the church will not happen if we don't have forgiveness of heart. Amen. I'll step on your toe. I'll step on your toe. As long as you have a leader. The leader would offend you. As long as you, even your normal workplace, you are there and then you hear a rumor that the manager is making maybe $250,000. They say, hey! What work does he do? He, he sits there. We are the monkey, the work, the babu, the chop. Hey! Then all of a sudden, please, this is high matter. It's high matters. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. They may not be doing anything physical, but when you think about the whole company, it's on their shoulders. The responsibility alone, if you have been left to think, eh? when you see people graying fast, it's not because of anything. <laughs> it's not because of anything. You saw, you saw Obama when he came. Nice young man. By the end of his first term, he was all grayed out. Now he's on graying small, small. Because the mental work and the load and the burden, that is why the higher people go, the more educated you are, you, you, you don't your work is not manpower, manpower, manpower. Yeah. It's not manpower. Because a lot of it, you have to just sit down and be using your brain. The people you feel they don't do anything, they are the one that, I mean, they don't sleep. Oh. They don't sleep. They don't sleep. Because if anything happens and the company is going down, you may think, your managers are thinking about payroll. You know, if the payroll people are having issues, then enough money to pay the people. How are we going to do this? They are so worried about it. Because guess what? If you are not paid, you will tear the, you burn the company by your tongue. You see people go on uh, uh, media and begin to give bad reviews. Just one experience. That's why I don't take those things. Just one experience. Somebody came to the church, they were not happy. Go and see our review out there. And that church, you know, don't, you don't even go there. They are like this, they are like this, they are like this. Well, anything that human beings are involved in is not perfect. It's only God who is perfect. Can I have an amen? amen? Oh, are you still here or you have gone home? Finally, let's read Colossians chapter 3. Again, from 12 to 14. 
Wow. Zero tolerance for what? Gossip. And we must learn to forgive. Unity in the church will not happen if members have un unforgiving hearts. Too many times members have anger and hurt because of something another member has said or done. Some members are angry and hurt at the pastor and the staff and the teachers. And a lot of times when people get hurt, they become passive. Amen. Anytime you become passive in the church, check yourself. Have I been offended? Yeah. Anytime the joy you have for anything in the church, whether number one, coming to church early, whether helping to do something in the church, ask yourself, what has offended me? What has offended me? Have I been offended by the preaching or anything? You, that is what you must, your, your first assessment should be, what has somebody said or somebody done? Because naturally, there's a law of degeneration. The law of degeneration is talking about that everything that is born will deteriorate. Anything that there is will deteriorate. This building, within the next 10, 15 years, it's not going to look like that. It will deteriorate. Your apartment that you went to live in, within a matter of a year, when you look at it, or your house, when you look at it, you realize that it is not the same. It has not been the same, and it will never be the same. And as you grow up, you realize that you are also not the same. You are changing. Hallelujah. So as soon as your joy and your excitement, one of the things that can be dangerous is that now you come to the point where you are on autopilot. You just go through the motions. If I don't show up, they are going to call me. That is why I have showed up. It's a very dangerous place to be. That's where we call the living dead. It's like when people see you, oh, this person is here. But deep down within your heart, you are not here. Unforgiveness. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Do you think that it is possible for this nice brother here to offend you? Is it possible for Pastor Hans or Pastor Aaron to offend you? Yes. It's number one. I would say the way my wife said, yes. Because he's my first neighbor. He's my first neighbor. Hallelujah. Because someone, I mean, sometimes first when you look at him, look at nice Mr. Someone. You don't think that he, he can even kill an ant. But <laughs> I'm sure your wife has said this. Where she feels that, fat God, I need grace to dwell with my husband. Are you still here? Let's read. Let's all read this. Let's all read this. One, two, three, let's go. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfect. Hey! 
Forgiveness, say put on. When something says that put on, it means that the thing you don't have. <laughs> you were born naked. You were born naked. So you put on clothes. So when you say put on love or put on charity, it means that the thing you must find it and wear it. It's not easy. Naturally, men, eh, there's wickedness in our heart. Don't you wonder how a little child, maybe a one-year-old, somebody takes something from them and they pick up something and smack the child, the person. Like, you, you don't know where that wickedness came from. Like, you can look at a little child and the things that they do, you wonder, ah, these people, they are reincarnated once. It's like, you, you don't understand, but that is the nature of man. But Bible is saying, it's a very nice, it's a word. Put on, the, on, on therefore, as were the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. It means that have mercy. Be merciful. Don't deal with people, you know, in a way. Like it's like, you, somebody has shown you mercy, but you don't want to show another person mercy. Remind me, um, we're going to start the film stars. Me, film stars, the drama thing. We have to start immediately. Immediately. So, if you know you know how to act, anything I want to see you after church today. I just need a few people. We are starting our first. What is today? The 12. By the end of the month, we are having our first production. <laughs> yeah, film stars. Mark it on the by the end of the month, we are having our first production. Yeah. Or first Sunday, we're having our first production to be Shabaya. So, all the we are initiating it, and then the people who can act, they can continue. Because in church building, everything, you have to know how to start it. Then somebody will continue. If not, it will not start. So, film stars, anyone who knows how to make your face nice, and a little bit, you are a film star. <laughs> Hallelujah. So forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, then it goes on. Even as Christ forgave. It means that whatever, whatever it is, even as Christ forgave you, also forgive. Hallelujah. We are going to use this scripture. Noted. Film stars. We are going to use this scripture to make our first production. Uh -huh. That's why I said film stars. I, I, see, I see production in this verse. And it will come to pass. I see it. Hallelujah. Shall we rise to our feet? We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.